0: Hello everybody and welcome to Broomwagoon, your weekly dose of bicycle, bicycle people and bicycle stories. Today is a really important episode because we are going to talk about La Résistance, the race that I've ridden, the race, the ride, the event that I've ridden in the last weekend, on the weekend on the 22nd of September. But first, to step into the story is going to be a full story with life events from my first day traveling to Ansi and then to the day of the race with some interviews. I interviewed Adam, that is one of the organizers of the ride, and also the story of what happened over there. It was a really good weekend, but I had also some, uh, let's say, uh, I would not say this adventure, but something happened over there and I will let you just discover by listening to this episode. But before to get into the story, I just want to tell you which one are my contacts. Hello at calamaro.cc, that's my email. And then, instagram.com slash calamaro.cc, Instagram account. Twitter.com slash read calamaro. Facebook.com slash calamaro.cc. And don't forget of just sharing this episode. This episode that can be found on Spotify. Just look for Broomwagon over there. Or better, Broomwagon. Or same thing with Apple Podcasts. And don't forget about Spreaker, also there. Go to Spreaker and look for Broomwagon. You are going to find this podcast. But as I was mentioning before, just share it. All the times that you are getting something, that you are listening to that, please promise me that you are going to share it with some people out there. Because we need to be a lot. And also I need a lot of feedback. So more people are going to listen to that. More people are going to send me feedback. And better this podcast is going to become. Before to get into the story, and it's the second time that I'm saying that, I just want to say thank you to my sponsor, a sponsor that really made this thing happen. I'm talking about 3T, who provided me with the amazing 3T Explorer that I've ridden for the La, the La Resistance, for La Resistance, and that actually will come with me for the next adventure. Mostly, I'm talking about Toros de Gravel at the beginning of October. Nothing else to add, you're not going to listen to my voice again at the... Oh, but by the way, everything is going to be made with my voice, but my voice outside of the recording is not going to be there again, so just enjoy that and just enjoy the story. Anything else, just send me feedbacks and don't forget about emails or mention or whatever. Ciao. And yeah, I'm here where everything finished with the Holy Week at its end and where this kind of new adventure starts this year. I'm in Ansi, at the, how can you call it, the auto station, the bus station, yeah, obviously, the bus station of Ansi, and this morning I pick up the train from Zurich, arrived to Geneva, Geneva is a fucking mess, Geneva airport really, to find the bus, it took 55 hours, but fortunately I was lucky because I found a super nice girl at the information that she picked me up she uh, brought me to exactly to the right place to take the bus and instead of waiting five hours after 20 minutes I was already on the bus. On the shuttle to come here I met a super nice guy, driver of the bus that brought me here in Ansi, Italian, and we talked about all the things that I'm going to do and whatever. It was super enthusiastic. Probably I convinced another guy on picking up a bicycle and do some nice and nasty things. And yeah, if at the end of the Holy Week, I was here with my hammer, today I'm here with the 3T. Not the same 3T that I received because this one had a problem at the handlebar. I didn't receive the piece in order to do that but yeah anyways Alex from 3T helped me and said okay why don't you pick up the bicycle that Danny has at his cycle store Zurich and that's what I did so I'm here with the 3T Explorer, number 18 super happy for that and uh, I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna no I don't want to scratch it I'm gonna just really 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 drive it super comfortable in order to enjoy the view for the La Resistance of tomorrow. Now I am at the bus stop, I'm changing my shoes, and then I'm heading to uh, the base camp, where hopefully, if this time, I'm not gonna, let's say, I'm gonna find Adam to have a talk with him. It's pretty slippery, guy. And, uh, yeah, then I will wait for Lele. He's gonna pick up also his car, and then we are gonna go to the Airbnb. Also because it sounds like it's starting raining, but Lele's uh, just take his way to here 20 a bit late hopefully he's gonna come before the rain will start i will talk to you in a bit finally here at the base i mean how would you spell it i think i'm gonna make a lot of mistakes with this spelling today and tomorrow and the day after for sure but i believe is Talwar. yes the base come in Talwar. I'm here, I just shake a couple of hands, uh, now I'm waiting for Lele to come, I order a sandwich, I'm not going to talk about food, I'm Italian, and I order a coffee, uh, I order a cappuccino after lunch, yes, because I'm being, started being from Northern Europe, but just because I don't trust coffee around, and uh, yeah, good vibe vibes, I have a huge headache, so probably I'm not going to be super talkative today, but I know already that Lele will come here and then everything is going to be a bit more relieved let's say. And uh, yeah, I still didn't pick up the the package, the, the bag for the participants. I will wait till I left to do that. And yeah, I'm waiting for the coffee. The way here, it was really nice. I don't feel in shape at all today. And as I was saying, I had also a huge headache. So it's I don't know. It sounds like I was here to do 12 kilometers. I took something like I don't know five hours after like this. I completely destroyed, exhausted. I don't know what's going on with my body. Uh, hands are decently okay. Tomorrow I'm gonna suffer a bit, but till now it's fine. I put some gloves. Even if I go, I hate gloves. But you know, sometimes you have to do that. We are ready. Lele started going completely crazy. Um, as usual, he's completely undistressed. Just a couple of things that I want to mention. First, how much I'm stupid, because I completely forgot home the, the arm warmers. And instead of taking the arm warmers, that are really good, they're really nice, really like them, I like the colors, uh, I forgot them and I took with me the uh, neck warmers. But yeah, at the end, I don't need them, but Lele will appreciate it, I
1: hope.
0: He has actually arm warmers showing to me. I'm going to put something else on top, something like, I don't know, a windproof vest or whatever, and I will try to buy some (laughs) there at uh, the place there, at the base camp. Another thing that I wanted to mention, how stupid is Lele? He just showered and then uh, got on some deo, and yeah, that's what he did, basically. (laughs) Just because he likes to be speak and span, I would say, before to start. Well, yeah, if we can do, because another thing that we have to mention is that we are completely late. If we can do it, I'm putting my shows on. So after that, we can go down and probably die by freezing, getting a coffee, because still I didn't have a coffee. And yeah, and then we can start. Uh, Well, hopefully everything is going to be good, but I believe so. The weather looks amazing. Pretty, pretty... Fully charged, I would say. uh We'll talk to you in a bit. I will talk to you during the coffee, and probably when I found a pair of, I don't know, arm warmers or just my coat, we would see. We'll see. We are at the start, ready to go. There are two guys. They are coming from the army force of UK, and they are the ambassador of the assistance. And it's pretty emotional. This thing. I don't know if I can actually. That's Adam.
1: Yeah, Adam, That they are kind of trying to put everything in shape. Let's put it in that way. But yeah, as I was saying,
0: I'm not completely sure. Wait, the start. That's the start. (laughs) And uh, I don't know if I can completely agree on the thing, on wars and stuff, but I can completely say that it was emotional anyways. Anyways, this is war. And
1: yeah, okay, I don't want to get into political things, two different words. Uh,
0: yeah, I will start and uh, see you in a later bit if I can clip.
1: I think I'm gonna make a lot of mistakes on the pronunciation of the call today. But, anyways, I'm more or less in the middle of the call del Alpento, Alpenta, Alpente, don't know, you got it. <laughs> anyways, put everything there below and the first part of gravel was hell really really not good at it really stony and uh was completely irregular it was really bad There's gonna come by a really good ramp now so i'm gonna stop and in the midway of the gravel uh an english guy number 48 i will try to contact him later just was injured because his fork completely crashed and destroyed crazy thing if you can feel it, see seat around or feel him give him a bit of support because he really deserved he had a scratch on his face the helmet was scratched his jersey was scratched but he was speaking and remembering also a couple of stuff so i think it's gonna go everything okay and then after another bit of shitty gravel, I ride to this climb. Pretty harsh, I would say, and long, but enjoyable. It's not one of the alpine climbs that I really like, with no vegetation and stuff. It's full of trees. But yeah, anyways, I uh, will probably talk to you at uh, the le- uh, les in front because he had the great idea of not doing the gravel the tour. Probably I'm gonna talk to you. And the end of the climb, more or less, 300, 300 meters up, at the moment I am 90, 983, if I remember it correct, is around 1.2 k's, so I can can't not see the top yet, but it's really fine. Ciao! At the end we decided to go for la petite resistance. I don't know what happened to my brain, to my mind in general, I had super super strong N lab emotional breakdown after seeing the guy crashing the one that I told you before nothing I didn't have anything in my brain and probably just because I was super focused on coming down on some gravel so stuff, everything something like a waterfall fall apart and uh, boo. <laughs> really really bad feeling so I walked for the old gravel section and I really don't think that I can afford any more difficulties there still there is 30km to take home but it's 2 o'clock to 30 even if in th- 3 hours we're gonna arrive in Teloa at uh, a decent time. No, no, probably it was too tough season, personal stuff. No, no, it was really the switch. The switch came off, and uh, this is what happened. Uh, yeah, nothing else.
0: Okay, I finished the rides. Now I'm gonna tell you a bit more about everything later because right now I have here something like the organizer, not something like, but yeah, the person that I'm trying to interview since ever. And I'm here with Adam. Hi, Adam. Hi there. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Tough day, right? Yeah, well, not for me. Tough for the riders. <laughs> it's wrong It's
2: really tough. But for me, it's tough not to ride. Okay. What? You're never riding? Then. No, I'm never riding my own events. Oh, okay. well, that's not so true. I, I rode one event. Uh, the start of September but this ride the La Résistance I've been wanting. I designed the course it's yeah. my course yeah and I have never ridden it on the actual event. Okay. So you usually do recons, yeah and recons, stuff. check stuff, ad bits, okay and, and, and design the original. And uh, yes, yeah, so I've never had the pleasure. Okay. Because for me, a big part of the pleasure is seeing the other people discover your course. Okay. From a riding perspective.
0: Yeah, makes sense. And actually, talking about seeing the people after the ride or whatever, what did you see today? A lot yeah. of smiles, right? Lot,
2: always. Yeah. Smiles <laughs> for miles, we say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, true. Yeah, I think that's gravel for me. Yeah, it's true. It's the difference. I mean, with the, with the road riding, you listen. I I love all riding. Okay. Every okay. Guy. okay. I don't distinguish that. If you're riding it's good yeah for sure okay also if you
0: have a been bike that's yeah. what the thing yeah, that i'm mind. saying you in know the if you're on a
2: bike if you're on a bike and not in a car yeah it's fine for me exactly um, if it doesn't have a motor okay but what i love to see uh, what i notice versus the road events and the uh the, the gravel events is there seems to be more humor in gravel yeah people are seem to be more relaxed of course we don't have a timing that's an important part of our events. It's true. It's true. We never true. do a time. So nobody's pissed off because they came in two minutes over the hour that they yeah. were trying to crack you know. Okay. So, you know, for that, that's a big part of gravel. I think a lot of gravel it's events, it's, it's just more about the course, not timed. And I see uh-huh. that as a trend. Yes. And I like it. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we spend all our lives competing for something. That's it's true. always against this. How much money you have with your kid does this and, you know, yeah, better yeah, than yeah. that person, better than that person, whatever. This says a lot
0: really about your personality. You don't like a, a competitive guy, or you were too was much. was very when exactly. I was young. When I was young. Okay. Super
2: competitive. Business and, and sport. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for me, when especially business actually, I was all about achieving, achieving. Okay. And then I achieved, and I did a really, you know, I did very well in corporate, did very well very young. And then I got to sort of the top of my particular pile. Yeah. And then I went that's not so great what's the point okay and then I became less competitive okay okay okay. say for the last 10 years a lot less competitive okay in that respect okay no it's the same for me I'm not
0: competitive at all because actually I realized at a certain point that being competitive meant really get sick about everything it's true and since when I'm not competitive anymore and stuff I really enjoy stuff and that's the thing of gravel that's the thing that I've seen all around people are doing gravel events even if uh, for example the format of Grinduro. yeah okay you are there you have some segments you are some sectors where you are riding and you are going fast or whatever but all the time outside is just riding with your friends yeah. and was exactly what I felt here today was only riding
2: with friends yeah. um, that's the best thing and I maybe do. because of gravel your places you in uh, in new situations new places you know I, yeah. uh, hopefully today the course takes you to places you would not normally ride it yeah yeah and so yeah. You suddenly you get this amazing oh my god look look where we are yeah so how can you how can you be miserable when you're riding the route on a swaf Today. Exactly. Yeah, yeah Mont Blanc yeah. and, the, and the, the clouds clearing and what you had this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah It's yeah. exceptional. So. Okay,
0: we need to try to understand how to spell it. Alpenta, you said? Alpenta. Alpenta, exactly. Exactly after that, you find yourself on the downhill, having a look on the right side and you have the Mont Blanc. Yeah. And then I just stopped there and I realized, okay, if this wouldn't be a gravel road, you would never see this kind of amazing environment scenario that you have, this landscape that is yeah, exactly. breathtaking. Yeah. And that's, I think, is a point of, that's the other the spirit as well of the Torino-Nice. They're doing the same thing over there, all gravel in amazing scenarios. Yeah. And that's great. Yeah. But maybe let's talk a bit more about La Resistance. When does it? did it start? So we,
2: we ran our first La Resistance in 2015. Okay. And uh, okay, so to go one step before that. Let's do that. Okay. In 2009 was the first time I wrote the upet. We call okay. it short upet. Okay. Easier actually Good, thank than apet. you. Also because uh, I'm going to continue yeah. mistaking call it. it so. Call it the Arpette. The Upet. Okay. The so I wrote the 2009, I first wrote the upet. And I rode it every year when I used to come here. Uh, I had a house here, but I didn't live here. Okay. And I used to come back, and it was my favorite climb because it's so quiet, and it's in the woods, and it's silent. Yeah. And yep. if it's been and raining, you just hear the drip, drip, drip of the trees. That's true. You hear the cows. Did you hear the cows today? Were I they there sure. in, the, in the wood? Yeah. You hear the bells in the wood. I mean, it's a special yeah. place. And so I'd always climb the Arpet, and then I'd get to the top, and then I'd look at this road going off to the left mm-hmm. that was not made. There was no tarmac. Okay. And I think... I think God, that looks amazing. Where does that go? And then I did some research on the map, and I'd seen that it led to the Aravi, which is a very well-known climb. Okay. And so I was, the next question for me was, I'd been riding quite a bit of road bikes off-road. Okay. For fun, because it, it seemed to be, you know, the idea of taking the bike a bit further, discovering the new road. And um, I said, okay, let's let's try. Can I, can I get from here to here on a road bike? And then I did it on my steel Chinelli with 25s. Okay. And... And I did it. I broke a tire. I had two flat tires. I fell into an electric fence. Okay. But I had a great time. And I got to the end and I said, okay, it can be done. And then technology, or the bike industry, let's say, started moving in the direction that I was already riding. So I'd go from 25, the next time I did it on 28s. Okay. And then I'd start to get a different bike, and then suddenly I'm riding on 32s. And now the next time I'm doing it on 40s, okay. and now I'm doing it on 47s. 47
0: is perfect for that. And I'm suddenly that.
2: thinking, oh my God, this is now turned into just... It's not as easy as mountain... I think if you did that road okay. on a full suspension mountain bike, mm-hmm. it would be boring. Okay. You yeah. don't have to think... Because it's not extreme for mountain biking. Yes. So you're just riding along and you just you know and you're just looking around and, and I don't see it as being fun. Okay. So that's almost like I might as well be commuting to my job, you know? Okay, okay. But okay. And then if you're riding it on a non-suspension bike, it's why about the slate I'm a little bit Yes, not sure. yes, yes. If you're riding it with no suspension and but but you're using your tires and your pressure mm-hmm. of the tire yeah. to, to, to factor in the, the terrain. Yeah. You still have to concentrate every single inch, but you know, but at the same time, it's more comfortable. Yes, and you're it's not risking. It's the focus risking. piece for the yeah. gravel. Yeah, yeah. You have to always focus. It's the true. minute you don't focus, you could be in trouble. Yeah. But if you're always, always focusing, and therefore it, it means that, it means that even a, a fairly normal gravel road like uh, some uh, Suaf, which has not a huge amount of climbing, yeah, it's very, very tough. Yeah. Mentally, yeah, yeah. And sí, therefore true. fatigue. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that was it. So for me, so that was I, I found the route. Then in a separate time, I'd also been riding the Glier. And I went up this, uh, the other side of the glier that's so hard on the road bike. And I thought, well, if you link these two pieces, which are kind of unknown areas for cycling at that point, we have something. Mm -hmm. So then I talked to Ross, uh, my partner. About it, and he said, "Yeah, I, I really fancy this idea of, of having an event." And so we did the first pioneer ride, 15, twelve of us in two thousand fifteen. Okay. It was the first time we'd ridden the whole event.
0: So it was not an open event at that time. No,
2: that, it was. We, we asked our friends, "Come ride, check if this ride works." And it was definitely it worked. Okay. So Twenty sixteen was the first one, and now it's the third one. And it hasn't necessarily grown in numbers, we, but we've learned a few things along the way. Yeah. Which means I think that next year can be quite an important change in terms of numbers. Because also for next year is the 75th anniversary of the Battle of the Glier. Okay. Which is all the story of what happened on that. Exactly. This is
0: the storyline. Yeah. Yeah. So that's
2: the the other piece, of course, is that... So my background is from the world of of brands. And uh, either selling or marketing or managing brands. Okay. But not in cycling necessarily, but in other worlds like shampoo and skincare and stuff. But what I... But I like brands. I don't necessarily like them because I like the material thing. But a good brand tells a story.
0: It's true. It's true.
2: Okay? And, th- and th- that's what the best brands do. They have a story and they have a backstory, And you, you get interested in them and you get close to them, right? So I felt that the La Resistance has such an interesting story that it in itself it can become like a brand in, yes. an event, in yeah. o- of an event.
0: And it's really a good one. Yeah. And that's so
2: people would say, oh, La Resistance, and they get it. In a, yeah. I- in cycling terms, of course. And uh, we're not trying to be anything... Other than cycling. Okay, this. okay. And because what happened with the La Résistance or Illyestenza or you know wherever you were in Europe in that time means that right now you and me are free, sitting here in the beautiful air in the Alps, exactly, with no tyranny, with no problems on top of us. Yeah. And that's still relevant today. It's as relevant today as it was then. It's true. And so we should uh, celebrate the fact. Mm, that's mm-hmm. the whole purpose for our event. Is not to get too deep into the tragedy up there and the hardship, but to recognise it, yeah. and we encourage people to explore it in mm-hmm. their own time. But just to say, you know, we have the chance today, because of this, to just have an amazing time. It's wrong, and that's so. That's the that's that's yeah, the, the yeah. really core part of it, which is why we don't make it a race, which is why we don't make it anything to do that, because it's about being in this environment. At some point, I don't know if it happened to you today, but I hope so. At some point, you might have. I've just had a, even a micro moment where you paused and went, think of these people and what they were, what they did and, 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 and you just went, wow, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it makes you appreciate being outside even more.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's true. That's sort of the idea. And also, you are also in the course, you are really touching some specific point. You were mentioning Plateau de Gliere, and you, um, we also been at the cemetery as yes, well. Exactly. And so really you have time to, at a certain point, you're stopping there because you're having something like a drink or something to eat or whatever, leaving the bicycle on one side. And then on the other side, there is something like the monuments or yeah. cemetery as well. Exactly. And you're really thinking, okay, here something happened. Yeah, exactly. Another thing that actually links this race to the real resistance, the French resistance that actually you were telling me before uh, offline is that it must be tough
2: yes right it has to be tough yeah because if you know we can't imagine how hard it was for us next year, next year.
0: Right. yeah definitely cheers you can see actually people are coming also every year. And yeah, that's amazing. Exactly. Yeah, we <laughs> hear it all the time. It's okay. Serious,
2: yeah. In fact, instead, uh, a big proportion, although the numbers haven't grown so much, is a lot of familiar faces. Yeah. 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 And yeah, yeah it's small because it's a niche sport, gravel. It's true. You know. And so it will grow as mm-hmm, the thing grows. Mm-hmm. But yeah, La Resistance, it's it's. Um, we want to make it definitely tough. Right now we're talking, and still half the people are out on the course. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. There's still a lot of people out there. And that some of them will be having a really bad day. We know that happens, Yeah. Know, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, but but that's part of the, the, the challenge. But also, hopefully, by the time they finish and come in and reflect, they'll be feeling, wow, that was, you know, wrong. Yeah, cool, wrong. Cool. Um, and then we have the three-day uh, Tour de la Resistance. Tell me about that, because actually, this year was the first year the of first the three year, days. The, yeah, the first year, we, well, we did it last year, but this we did a slightly different format. This year was the first uh, well-attended group that we had uh, 18 people doing the Tour de la Resistance. Yeah, uh, they do three days of uh, of essentially gravel and off road riding. Yeah, not very uh, far each day, uh, between say 70 and 80 kilometers, but every day um, three and a half thousand meters of climbing off road. Okay. Yeah. You know, so, which is a lot. Yes. So, and some some portions where they have to carry their bike up a really steep uh, okay. steep side of a hill or something like this and it's you stay up high in the mountain refuges yeah and you, you all get to ah, so you're not coming you here you never every... come down okay. you stay up and then you only then join the La Resistance course and the plateau okay so then you join everybody in the last day so you, okay it's sort of actually the, the way it works is the first day you go up the first part and the last day you come down the second part and then you do a big bit in between yeah. okay that's okay. Sort of the way it's structured and it's um, I think it's something that can keep on going uh, it's very hard there's no doubt. It's, then it's, it's
0: tougher than the one that you have done today. Much tougher. Okay. Because
2: it's three days like today. Yeah. Each day. Okay. Wow. So yeah, it's definitely tough. But again, um, they've all done it. They've all got smiles, and you know, it's for it's sure. Good, right? For sure. And they arrived already? the radio. Yeah, they're, they're all this group over here. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So, okay. so yeah. Um, so that's great. And so now, now we've changed this format of this event as well so in the previous two years we had a really big evening event which okay. was great fun it was a lindy hop dance event okay but it was really hard to organize the logistics were, were quite a lot getting the lighting getting the bands yeah, getting understand. the bar and all that stuff and we and we actually lost money which is completely contrary to the whole idea of the thing so this year we stripped it all the way back and we made it much more casual much more uh, of a really sort of low-key grassroots vibe and um Using our, the partner, our partner base camp, as a, to sort of supplement the organisation. Okay. Right in the morning, you went to have the coffee there yes. without having to bring it down here. Yeah. And we'll go there afterwards to to continue to have a couple of drinks, and beer, yeah. so sort let's of say 10 o'clock or whatever, um, rather than be here when it gets cold, you know. So it, that helps having somebody sure. else to help us with the organisation. But it also, what it also really importantly means, it means our finances are, are easier. So it means now we can focus, and it won't be this year, and this has come sometimes the shame of these things, but we focus on raising money for our charities. Next year we have a much clearer idea how we can do that better. Yes. um, Because there's there's two parts here. You remember, and I think that from each person, they have a personal touch point during the day. That stays, yeah. So that's important anyway, with regards to money. Yeah, 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 for that's sure. That's just a beautiful thing, right? Mm-hmm, and we mm-hmm. should do beautiful things, for sure. Okay, if we can.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something that makes us happy. So yeah,
2: exactly. And why should we not do that? Exactly. Right. So that's the thing. And then, um, from, uh, from raising money for charity, we want to support the French charity that looks after all the monuments because. That they do a great job yes. of maintaining those beautiful monuments and that really uh, amazing uh, cemetery. Yeah. And there's a museum next to it. And yeah. So yeah. we want to support them, and then we also want to support a, a UK charity that cares for uh, uh, wounded or returning okay. soldiers. Okay. 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 Which we have two still out on exactly. the Exactly.
0: Tell road. me about them. Actually, um, this morning actually there was a speech yeah. from the two ambassadors. You right. called right. them. Yeah.
2: So we have Van Mangas and Stuart yeah. Croxford. Um, and Jacko has been our ambassador from the start. Okay. And Jacko um, uh, was in the uh, in Afghanistan conflict, and he was hit in the middle of the night, like three o'clock in the morning, by an RPG, a rocket propelled grenade. Okay. And uh, the net result was that he lost his left arm uh-huh. um, above the elbow, and took a lot of damage to his left side. Okay. Big, big severe damage to his legs, and um, and he's come through amazingly. He is an elite athlete, in any sense, to to be able-bodied or not. Okay. So he is the current British national champion on uh, individual pursuit in the track.
0: Really? Okay.
2: Okay. And he came third in Rio in the World Championships in March. Okay. So this is a a pedigree cyclist and he's currently um, on a program to uh, try to qualify for Tokyo Olympics. Okay. Uh, Paralympics. Paralympics. Uh, uh, In 2020. Okay. yeah, twenty twenty. Yeah, it must be Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that's Jacko, and he's he's just a super nice guy as well. And he's dealt amazingly with his with his his situation. As has Stuart Stewart was um, caught by an IED, you know, the, the roadside bomb, okay, in Afghanistan also, on the thirtieth of uh, December. He has a coaching business now called Three Zero Twelve. Okay, which is the day he was blown up. Okay, and he lost his lower leg, so he lost his leg uh, basically. Uh, um, I'm not sure exactly if it's below the knee, but around. Okay, around the knee, and uh, these two guys are basically riding the full course, off-road as well, all the off-road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and they um, are amazing athletes, and yeah, so for sure. they represent. Um, they're an embodiment of people who are very, very approachable, lovely guys. Um, but they went out there and they basically, uh, yes, it was their job, but at the end of the day, they were doing it because it was the right thing to do. Yeah, in the result of that, they've ended up in this situation. Okay, but we can celebrate with them um, the fact that uh, they are still free and they've overcome adversity. So, so that they, we're raising this year for a military charity um, that looks after. Um, the wounded veteran, yeah, and helps them get back to work because the biggest issue is returning from conflict. For sure. Is how do you uh, how do you get back into normal life? Exactly, because it's not only recovering,
0: re- recovering physically, but also mentally. when as something happens at that time. Exactly, you have to put everything together, your pieces together, also mentally, because you're going back into society. A
2: part of it actually is the mental piece. Yeah, and, and I think mental health is a is a, a topic that increasingly we talk about more, which is good. Yeah, I mean in all life. But, um, but it, we have the chance to talk about it in this respect. And so that's yeah. a good thing. So, so that's, um, that's where we are with the charity piece. That's what we're doing. We don't... Right now, we don't talk a lot about individual riders raising money themselves. Okay. Charity. And um, so we encourage them to give some money towards a raffle. We, we, Mavic, who is our sponsor for the yeah. event, they give us product that we sell and we use the proceeds to... Charities. Yeah. Once we've covered all the costs, which are this year see the costs are much simpler, so they're not so huge. So we take that's the idea. We take the costs down Yeah. And um, so we can then hopefully give more money to charity. Next year we're going to change slightly. I'm learning every year what to do, how to do it. Yeah, for sure. And so we're going to try something a little bit different next year, which is um, create a uh, a bit more of a story to the participants about what the charities are, because I don't think we necessarily communicate enough about. Mm-hmm. And we're going to create a, um, a common fund, both in France and in the U.K., the, the, the companies that allow you to collect money okay. on behalf of charity, mm-hmm. and then all the participants are able to encourage people to give money to right. that fund, common okay. fund, and they can see the number, like it's a ticker yeah. going on, and then it's, it's, it's totally open and transparent, everybody understands how much money is going to each charity. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, we will keep encouraging the brands that uh, we know very well um, in the business that want to get involved to donate prizes that we can either sell or run raffle. Okay. Or, okay. All of that money will go to charity as well. Okay. And so next year is a key year, say, 75th year. Yes, of, uh, exactly. So
0: it's good also to share, to let's say, to spread a bit, to share a bit the knowledge of the
2: thing around. Yeah. And I think. So that's one piece. I think this is very particular, this event, where I think we can continue to do that. also going to change, and this is something I've learned through the work I've been doing in the UK yeah. with charity, is that um, I think there's too many charity events. It's true, it's true. And real. there's too many charities, Yeah. if I'm, if I'm honest. Um, and, and as a result, all of these charities are paying salaries to all of these people. Yeah. Now, the charity fulfills a really important part really important role in society, but if you have too many charities and too many people being paid as a job in a charity, that's less money going to yeah. the people. Yeah. Now, we're not trying to go around the charity. What we're trying to say is that we're looking to organize an event so that the charity doesn't have the cost of the organizing the event. Okay. And then we will select a number of charities that we feel represent the broader spectrum of what we're trying to raise money for, Okay. which will continue to be militarily themed, but we will select a, a group of charities and then we will say um, that we will split equally amongst those charities and we will then encourage the charities to help promote the event but yeah, they have yeah. none of the costs of running the event Okay. and in fact we try to limit the cost and we'll be open about this cost this much which represents this percent etc etc Yes. Okay. because obviously as it grows there is more of a cost because right now we can do it for free because it's part of our sort of sort of part of our Time, yes, or part of our day job almost. Um, but imagine the business, the, the, the charity, uh, sorry, the event is four times bigger, or five yeah, times for bigger, sure. You need more it's time, more difficult to do it. So, actually, what we would do is we would contract a company to do yeah. it for us, yes, and that costs some money. So, people start to understand that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think these all these things about charity it's really important to be transparent, yeah. it's really important for people to understand why mm-hmm. why is this charity involved. And then, more importantly for us, then, uh, this is the thing I've learned is rather than just say it's one charity it's more about what is the cause
1: okay yeah, yeah.
2: create one event or two events you know, or several events that are common events that become the people can rally around that event the event itself is the thing that people want to do yeah charity is the offshoot yeah All yeah event. yeah yeah so yeah. a good example of that i think is the london marathon okay is london marathon is really well established running a marathon is a huge thing
0: Everybody. Yeah, everybody it's a great goal right? yeah, yeah and so
2: you get everyone understands it's really difficult to run a marathon yeah and the london marathon does not have a single charity as its focus but the london marathon is the single biggest charity event in the world okay because everybody running it almost is raising money for their own charities yeah so yeah. it's 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 almost something that what the london marathon focuses on is creating the best event possible yes and then people then Autonomously, we'll raise the money for charity. So okay. we want to do the same thing, but within a certain theme of charity. Yes. Because yes, the yes. theme of the event is militarily yeah, yeah, focused. Yeah, We want to raise the theme to be military focused. Okay. Um, to help because these people you know, need the help, specifically mental health. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's the idea. So we want to focus on making the best event possible. Yeah. Don't want to spend the time on the whole charity. Too much time on that because people will just naturally get it and then they will. They work it as simple as possible. Yeah, and then it's got to be transparent. So that's okay. really what I've learned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No,
0: that's a great thing. So you don't need actually to put your efforts on, for example founding a new charity company or setting up something like the online models that you need in order to, but just organizing the event and then it's going
2: to be the collector of the interests of the people. Exactly. And then just because the theme is is so specific, it's kind of all naturally together. Yeah. And then, you know, just make, just continue making it an awesome event. Yep. That everybody wants to come to. Yeah. And the the dream is because we have this limit of numbers of 465. Exactly. okay for this event in my dream the idea is yes that, that because La resistance becomes such a well-known event for being yes hard but increasingly fun yeah that on the t- every year when we release it uh, the 465 places they sell out okay and we don't have to spend any effort on chasing chasing numbers yes we can spend more time on making the event more interesting each year. Because it has to develop. Every event has to develop. Yes, for sure. So we just have to spend more time on creating just a more interesting event. Yeah. And more fun and reasons for people to come back year after year. Why would you come back? Because it's great, because every year there's something a little bit different. I want to bring some friends next year. This kind of thing. Yeah. And and, and that's really the idea. If the 465 is filled up really fast and people still want to find a way to participate, we will look at how to do that, but it won't be the core event, the one-day core event it has a limit for sure and for that sure. That I want it's really strong for me that that, that no 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 but this
0: is a, a strong meaning anyways there were 465 uh, people yeah. that were fighting against Nazis exactly. to let us be free exactly. and this number must be
2: there exactly, and it's yeah. all the time so that's really strong so that's a really important piece and there's yeah. so many things that I can see with any event you know especially when you're creating small events y- you do spend most of your time chasing the numbers yeah the people yeah and if you don't need to chase the numbers, you can then focus on the things that are make it even better. And I, I cons- we have so many, it's not just me, we, Ross, myself and Sam, we have so many ideas about what to do with this event that can make it even more unique, even more fun. Okay. And then if, if that frees up that time, we can do that. Okay. And then each year you find different reason for coming back. Oh my God, this is just so unique. Yes, to yes, the point yes, where yes. you know you're finishing here and you're signing up for next year, so that you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like the same people every year in a way. I mean, it's kind of like that. It's really a really club. You're thing. in the club.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in a strong way because, as I was saying, the thing that I've heard probably the most today was okay um, see you next year yeah and that's a great thing that you can listen from people Uh, I'm here actually that's my I don't know I would love to ask you a question but you don't need to answer on that which thing do you have in your mind to make this course even better if you can give me something otherwise don't tell me anything because I can understand that every something must be hidden behind
2: the curtains so but yeah okay well I can talk in some specifics and some general so I think one thing that I'm really keen to do is there are 465 resistance on the plateau. Yeah. If we have 465 people, then each of those people matches up to a resistance. Yes. So you, Stefano, wouldn't be Stefano. You would be the person on the plateau. Okay. Let's take some research to get all these numbers together. Yeah. But then you represent that person on the day. Yeah. That's one thing. Secondly, we have some ideas about... The passbook and how to get your stamp to make it a little bit more of a qualification uh-huh. on the course. Okay. And a bit more of a surprise where the stamp comes. It's because we want to, to believe it like um, you're part of the resistance. Yes. And, and being part of La resistance means things like secret codes, passwords, binding mm-hmm. special place, certain ideas for the refreshment stand, how it works. Um, it's a, a little bit more discovery within the event. It's okay. a bit more interactive. Yeah, so, yeah, we yeah, have yeah, some yeah. ideas for that. Um, for sure, we have some ideas on style. Not uh, not on the bikes, because I think the, the bike equipment is. is um, The better the bike equipment, the more you enjoy the ride. That's the point. So, uh, we don't want to go vintage or anything like th- that. Uh, thank you, thank you, because, because I'm would be not a fan hard. of vintage bicycles on this kind of course. It would be you don't totally, enjoy it. totally not enjoyable. But, we can see a way of. Afterwards, maybe people want to celebrate by dressing in the era. Okay. You know, celebrating somehow, even when you're riding with some little sort of flourishes, some okay. changes. Okay, guys,
0: here the problem is that I'm running out of battery in my microphone, so we are just, we talked also offline with Adam, so I'm gonna anyways update you on the things that are right there, but probably if we are not recording this, means that it's something that must be hidden for the future. <laughs> so, Adam, it was a pleasure. Thank you very much, Stefano. I really will, enjoyed it. for sure probably see you next year. Yeah, great. <laughs> somewhere you. else, maybe. Uh, why not? Okay, cool. Ciao, Adam. All right, cheers. Today is the day after just this morning we went out from the airbnb that we rented with lele and stefania and then they brought me here i'm in the INC one of the main roads here a little tourist. i'm in a really nice cafe i got something to eat my coffee today still not coffee there's somebody sneezing super st- hardly in the french way and uh, yeah i can tell you that probably today i'm feeling better just to give you a summarizing of what happened yesterday, I don't really know. Don't know actually, because it could be that I got really a stressful year, like it was actually. Um, I've ridden a lot, a lot of challenges. Probably I put too many challenges on, on the plate of my cycling or normal life. But yeah, it was a bit also stressful period and stuff. And uh, sometimes you just need a trigger in order to start the whole process and uh, everything to fall down. And the trigger was the accident on, uh, that I see in front of me. Thank you. That I've seen in front of me and yeah, it was a bit problematic. Seeing that guy with his four completely crashing and collapsing apart. Straight after a gravel piece, also so in a tarmac situation, so I was super lucky, and seeing the consequences or whatever, something that triggered something into my mind. And then I was not feeling it when I started the climb from Ler- the Arpet. And, uh, but just straight after it, there was a gravel sector that was pretty, pretty tough and uh, complicated. And there, everything fell apart. I was climbing pretty, pretty good after that in this gravel section. And then just at a certain point, I got a bit of a complicated situation. I put my feet on the floor and then, yeah, I could not focus anymore. Um, I tried to start again. I got passed by some other people that were behind me and uh, after that I've seen that it yeah, was nothing to do. I was scared to every single pedaling that I was taking and I said, okay, I cannot continue pedaling in that way. I cannot ride a bicycle in that situation because I was not feeling confident enough. So I started walking and while walking, everything, as I would say, fall apart. I would say, okay, what am I doing here? This is too dangerous and stuff like this. Nothing really dangerous was over there. It was, yeah, maybe it's a bit more technique Uh, section than usual in the gravel part but yeah anyways it was too complicated for me at that moment so I just walked and while walking I was thinking about everything and stuff so yeah it was a bit complicated but I can tell you that at the end I was really anyways looking myself around and I was saying okay that's bad that must not happen this actually thing that you need to do is to ride right now but even if I was not doing, I was just looking around and there was the amazing view on the Mont Blanc and uh, this kind of sun coming down and everything and really touched my heart again. And then I thought, okay, that's why you are riding rubber roads because you cannot arrive, you cannot achieve this kind of scenery on the normal tarmac. And uh, anyways, I was watching around. I was really trying to reloading my heart and my brain while watching at this situation and at the end of the time I would say I was let's say a bit better thankfully there was Lele with me who was supporting me and uh, yeah he was there he was not saying so much anyways he was there just hanging around going in front and then waiting for me and then taking pictures and then stopping and then chatting about bullshit with me it was really a great support um, anyways, at the end we finished the gravel section. I walked for m- mostly the old time to do something like 10 kilometers. It took 2 hours and 15 minutes for me. Crazy. Um, but then Tarmac was back again and then we found ourselves on the switch. Are we going to do the complete course or just the PT? We've done the petit. I'm feeling so guilty that Lele didn't finish because of myself. But anyways, at the end of the year we got a great time. And then arriving to the cemetery of the Plateau de Glières, um, yeah, event, it was also something like putting everything in the right perspective. The other cool thing that happened that I arrived, then when we arrived, when we finished our course, we arrived at the base camp and then down to the finish line, and I started talking with people. And then there, uh, the guy who, was, um, who fell apart, who uh, crashed at the point, was there as well. He had some stitches and some broken ribs and, uh, and everything, but he was feeling good and he told me, okay, this was not the worst crash that I have had in my life, so it's not a problem. This also kind of refooled me and put everything in, in the perspective again. Still, it was a tough feeling to leave, I can tell you. Uh, it's something that is draining your emotional and nerves. And doesn't make you feel super good. But the thing that I have to do, I have to start again riding. And maybe I need to finish my season at a certain point and then put everything back, relax, because, yeah, probably I was putting too much effort on that and on other stuff. But that's why we do it, right? It's just riding to cancel something else, but then you just need a trigger and everything falls apart. But, yeah, and feeling, anyway, super better. I just got a croque monsieur with Avogado one of my favorite food. And uh, now I'm heading to the station to go back to Geneva and then back to Zurich. It was a great experience. I have to say thank you to everybody, to La Resistance, to uh, Lele, there was Mimi, mostly Stefania, that actually, I don't know how she can stay with us while we are saying only bullshit and talking only about bullshit, as I was saying, and uh, yeah, about bicycles and stuff. And then, yeah, I have to say also thank you to yeah it's a weird thing to say because you know it was something like but as i was saying it was just the trigger um, but yeah i have to say to the guy who was falling. i'm mentioning him as the guy all the time but he has a name and his name nickname is pen paper still he's a blogger and yeah as i was saying great anyways great load of good energy that came from him and also thanks to him and it's important from time to time that you're putting everything in perspective and you're getting this kind of situation where you have to face yourself and also on the other side i have to say that i'm also glad that this happened to la resistance where actually is a place where actually you have to put a bit of uh, thoughts on why you're riding and how you're riding and everything it was a great weekend and yeah this is the reportage of myself at la resistance bye Oh, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. I cannot forget about that. I have to say thank you also to, to other person and I have to say thank you to the 3T that provided me with the 3T Explorer and also to Dani of Cycle Zurich that after my crash they just kept my bicycle waiting for the replacement. I could not do it on time on taking my own bicycle and he gave me the bicycle that is taking in his shop just to showing around to people and stuff so without these two person i would never never get into the la resistance in general and gravel Rose in particular thanks to everybody who supported me there